Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only miss alexia eshevaria hi hi what david is, how are you what is going on i mean should we say alexia eshevaria or should we say alexia napola now i mean you have changed your I'm instagram the sound of alexia napola much better so i'm in the process of obviously changing all my you know documents and doing the name changing but uh, I would prefer you call me Napola because I really feel Napola. Well, you know what? Listen, you change it on Instagram. So when you change it on the social medias, it's, it's that official. That means it's official. Exactly. That's why I was very smart to do it. I said, you never know. There might be like another Alexia Napola out there. So I wanted to make sure I grabbed it. That's so it's official. Mm-hmm. That's really smart. Well, listen, I mean, it's good that you're feeling the Napola. You got married at the end of last year. Is it true what they say about getting married? Like, do you remember anything or did it just go by so fast that you have no memories of that day? No, actually, it was just what Todd and I wanted it to be just about both of us. And I think because it was just that. I remember every single moment of it because it was just like him and I remember all the words it was something short. It was sweet. It was very meaningful. So I remember everything. That's why we wanted to do it that way. And it turned out that way for us. So we're very happy about that. I love it. Well, I can't wait to see it as this season of RHOM continues on. I mean, speaking about memories, when you look back to the first installation of RHOM, 2011, when you think back, like, do you remember that time? I mean, does that seem like another lifetime to you? Like, who is that woman that I'm watching on TV? Or do you remember that vividly? Well, I kind of have like a faint recollection of season one. I really don't remember too much of it. But I feel like once you do like reality TV and, uh, and you're involved in a show like this, it's something like you never forget, you know, it's always there. You know, I have more recollection of season, you know, two and season three, but season one was something that was, uh, it was new. We really didn't know what we were doing. It was, um, it was quick, you know, it wasn't many episodes and it was a little different from like the typical housewife show and, you know, obviously more years. So I really you know, have a faint recollection. Like I said, these are things you do that you never forget ever again, right? It's like the cameras came back this season and it was like they had never left. I really? Was really it, it was like you never left. <laughs> did you know what you were getting into like back in the first, like, did you watch Housewives before you were on it? No, I mean, funny enough, I had never watched any of the Housewives shows and I happened to watch, I guess the perfect one, which was New Jersey. And I'll never forget, we were in Orlando with the kids and I was with one of my friends and we were getting ready to go out to dinner with the kids and the show was on and we start watching. Guess what? We called the kids and we're like, we're ordering room service because we're going to stay in tonight because we need to watch the show. And as all the moms were watching, they were out looking at me and they're like, oh my God, like if it ever comes to Miami, if the franchise ever comes, you need to try out for the show. Like you're so housewifey. And I'm like, gee, thanks. Like you think I'm going to be doing that stuff like that? So a few years later, you know, they started casting for the Miami show and, you know, against my will, cause I really didn't want to participate and really against my husband at the time that didn't want me to do it. I showed up for a casting last minute and I was, you know, selected right away by, you know, the network and the casting directors. 
did you base like your interview on like Teresa or, you know, Carolyn Manzo, or, I mean, you were watching New Jersey at that time. Right. So actually I didn't, you know, I really didn't get that kind of show, you know, back then, obviously now it's like so normal and so natural, but really when it first started, it was something that was very different. You know, I think not only to me, but like to many women and to the audience in itself. So I really never saw like our show being that, you know, and I, I don't think it, it has been, you know, not even to today. I think it's Miami has any kind of representation like New Jersey. You know, I think that we all have every franchise is very unique and particular. And that's what I love about it, that, you know, all the ladies from the different city bring something different. You know, and that's what makes it so much fun to watch because, you know, we're all so different yet very alike because, you know, we have to have some housewifey traits, which I think we all kind of have to be in this kind of show. So when I tried out for season one, I was just really like myself, like I've always been, you know, I had some friends that would tell me, oh my God, don't talk with your hands. And, you know, like, don't dress like that and don't do this and don't do that. that but you know what? I, I really didn't listen to them. And that's why I'm still here today because I showed up. I was who I am. I spoke with my hands. I spoke English, Spanish. I was very raw. I was very real. Like I always have been. I literally sat there and said, okay, so I'm here today. My husband doesn't know I'm here, neither does my family. And, and I guess that they like that. They're like, hmm, okay. So anyways, you know, I remember I wore like this silver leather Versace jacket, Cavalli jacket, Versace boots. It was like, you know, like who I am. And like 10 minutes later, you know, I was getting the phone call and telling my family that they were going to come meet us. Wow. So like I said, the things you never forget. <laughs> what do you think are these housewifey traits that you mentioned? Like, what do you think makes a good housewife? Well, I feel like we have to always have an opinion about something, right? Always. We always have something to say. You know, I kind of think we have kind of like a certain look and a certain energy. It's like a vibe, you know, that we have. Um, there's different traits because obviously I think all the girls bring something different. You know, I mean, you don't all, you know, like I, I remember in the beginning, you know, a lot of girls thought, oh, you have to be like beautiful. You have to be pretty or attractive or you have to be rich, you know, like, so I feel like a lot of those um, traits or qualities, whatever, have changed, you know, throughout the years, you know, which I love. I think, you know, today, you know, the women that we see on these shows are more like entrepreneurs or business women, you know, they're, they're not only, you know, moms and wives, but, um, you know, they also are career women. So I love that the show has changed like that, you know, where you can see different representation. I think there's more inclusivity. I think there's more diversity. You know, I think they really have changed a lot from when I started doing this, where the women just had to be kind of like rich and catty and stupid. And, you know, you know, I didn't have I was I really didn't relate to that. Um, you know, so I just decided to show up and be myself. Right. And just be like a little bit of everything. You know, I was a mom. I was a wife. I was a career woman, you know, had a business. And then, you know, and then all the reality around my life. I'm like a real person, like with real problems, you know, so. Absolutely. Well, here we are like 10 years later. I mean, did you ever think like, well, when it went away the first time, you know, like I think when Miami was on and then it ended, you know, Housewives was a thing, but then it really became a thing. You know, it became bigger than like, was it hard to sit around for 10 years and watch, you know, now Beverly Hills and Potomac yes. and yes. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little jealous because I always think of Beverly Hills because we kind of started at the same time so I'm like oh my god we would have still been on TV we would have had all these seasons you know the viewers would have gone to see like all my life you know like the last eight years it's kind of like we had to play catch up this season and there was really not enough time to like catch up with eight years of Alexia's life so and besides that there's also the girls on the show so it's not like only about me but you know I was always jealous you know that they missed out so much in my life even though, you know, there were a lot of things in my life that maybe at the moment I wouldn't have wanted to share. But the truth is that the camera is, you know, when the camera is around, it's whatever it's going on in your life at that time. So it's not like the camera is here, like, you know, 12 months a year, thank God, every single minute and all that kind of thing. So, but still in eight years, you know, when they come and they capture those three months that we're filming, depending what's going on in your life, like it's a lot. So I, I've been, you know, I was jealous. I always believed that they should have always brought us back. And uh, I always had hope that it would come back because, you know, I've always said that Miami is a very interesting city. We're so different. We're so unique. 
you know, during COVID, you know, we got so much attention because everyone just wanted to move here. And I said, you know, now's the time to bring it back. They don't bring it back now. We're like, screwed. So, um, so, you know, the fans were very vocal, you know, everybody, you know, the network listened, Bravo listened, and, you know, we're back after eight years, you know, making history that, you know, we've had a comeback, you know, everybody loves a comeback. And I feel like we, we gave, you know, we've done good. I mean, I feel like the audience is really liking us. I can say, I think the audience is really liking you guys too. Do you think COVID did have something to do with it? Like I live in New York. You're right. Like, I mean, every New Yorker, I mean, there's so many people are flocking to Florida now. It's true. Yeah. Well, I felt like, you know, Miami's always had a connection with New York. I've always said that even before COVID, right? So, you know, the New York, we love going to New York and New York loves coming to us. So we always had that. But obviously during COVID was when we did see that because, you know, you guys are hard, they're really hard. And at least here in Miami, not only, you know, did we have it easier, but just the weather in itself makes everything easier and happier, you know, having the ocean and the sun. So, um, so yeah, I felt like, you know, Miami just became even more popular, you know, during COVID for many reasons. And I said, you know, we need to be back on TV and the time would be now. So it happened. What was your first reaction? Like you had no reservations when you got that call of going back? No, I mean, you know, I like, again, I always thought, I think I was one of the, the few girls that always believed that Miami would come back. I mean, I would have wanted it obviously much sooner and for so many reasons. And one of them is like, I didn't want to be like in my mid fifties on TV, but here I am. And um, so that was one of the reasons, but also I always believed that it would come back. I just didn't know when, and maybe I wouldn't have been interested. You know what I mean? If it would have been maybe at another time, but, you know, everything happens, you know, at the right time for the right reason. So I felt like when they come back, when they came back and I got the phone call, I was ready. You know, I was ready to share my life again with the viewers. I was ready to talk about a lot of things that I was ashamed in the past or I wasn't ready to talk about before. So they got me at a good time. They got me at a good moment in my life. Well, it sounds like you were coming back no matter what, once you got that call, but were you coming back no matter who? I mean, we have people from the past, you know, that are not here, Christy, Joanna, we have Karen, Anna Kinkoses, Leah Black. Was there anyone that you did not want to come back with you? You know what? I, I never gave that thought. You know, I, I'm the type of person that whoever I have to deal with at the moment, I deal with, you know, so my seasons were very different with many of the ladies like let's say because you know I was going through real like personal you know things in my life you know in season two you know unfortunately I had to step down because Frankie had this horrific car accident and I couldn't do it so you know I never had like that friendship or bond with a lot of the ladies because I was you know I was in my own journey you know going through something so important in my life that I didn't have time to really have those friendships form with those ladies so I don't miss them. You know what I mean? It's not like they were really my friends, you know, except for obviously the ones that are still my friends today. But, you know, I think the show would have been like, you know, I, I don't think like Leah would fit in now with us is what I'm trying to say. You know, I don't think Christy ever fit in either. I don't think Karen, you know, I, I just like the group of ladies we have today. You know, I think that we, we have a good group of girls and, you know, we all can be friends and we're friendly and, you know, we can fight, but then we can make up and, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good group. So I really don't miss any of the ladies because they really don't give, they never gave me a reason to miss them. That's the truth. We like the truth here behind the velvet rope. How is this different for you this time? And like, how is social media, you know, listen, social media has changed. Like we have Twitter now, we have Instagram, you know, I hear from housewives all the time, you know, that yes. we're on back in the day. Like you said, you've made history in the fact that Miami's come back. So you've kind of experienced it like old school housewives and now this current housewives. Like, I mean, how is it different? And like the social media really played a huge right. Well, I role. feel like the new girls have it, you know, they have obviously easy in the social media world because, you know, all of a sudden nobody knows them. They have a thousand followers and now all of a sudden they have 50,000 followers, right? So, you know, they have that platform, which is a lot easier because when we were on, there was no, there wasn't even Instagram. I remember only Facebook and I didn't even have Facebook. I had to get Facebook and I hated it. I still hate it today. Um, I like Instagram because I think it's cute. And, you know, obviously you're only going to put pictures of when you look good and when you're having a happy moment in your life. So I like that. 
And um, Twitter, I've never, I remember having Twitter because that's how we used to defend each other. When like some scene was going on, we would be on Twitter, you know, kind of defending each other. I never really knew how it worked. I just like would make it work. But, um, you know, I know the impact, you know, that social media has today versus when we were on that there was practically none or people hadn't really discovered the power of it. So, you know, it scares me a little bit because, you know, I feel like they have you know, too much to say. And, you know, it's usually like the haters, you know, that have something negative and, you know, ugly to say, those are the ones that are talking. But, you know, I do like, you know, that there are some good people. It was a lot of good people, you know, when they share, you know, nice comments and beautiful things to say, you know, that's all I want to read. And that's all I want to say. The negative ones can be, you know, I like it when people use it for the good, like everything in life, not for the bad. Totally. Do you find like, that social media is negative in the sense that like you film, I've heard this too from housewives, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like you filmed the season, like you're in it. You don't really have a problem at the time with the person you filmed it. It was whatever. Now you're watching it back and you, you do some of your confessionals after the fact. And now you notice so-and-so, you know, one of your castmates is saying this about you on Twitter or Instagram. And you're like, we didn't have a problem when it was happening. Now we have this whole social media world. Yeah, well, I mean, I've noticed that. I mean, this has always been a problem with, in the Housewife show. I mean, now, of course, because there's social media, you can come out and, you know, obviously you're more vocal. You can say things, you can give interviews, Twitter, everything you mentioned. But I feel like we had that before, too. Like, we thought we didn't have a problem with the person. And then we would see their confessionals and we would be like, really, bitch? Like, you're saying that about me? I thought we were good. And then after the reunion, so it's that we just didn't have like the platform obviously socially and like you know just with fans and with everyone to like inter to you know um how do you say this to contribute you know like everybody giving their opinion for that i'm getting distracted here bye frank are you bye. leaving yeah bye have a good maybe say hi yeah hi no, frankie Talk can say hi <laughs> hey frankie how are you how are you what what's going on i'm eating uh, you're eating? Are you going to go eat? That's what you're going to go do? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So Okay, so what was I saying about the... I'm sorry. About social media and, like, the negative oh, effects in that. The girls, right. So, right. But, honestly, I think that more than social media, which I think also when we see the show and we see what the other ladies are saying, kind of, like, behind our back... Because we're not in every scene. Yes, we film together, but like sometimes they film, you don't film always with the same people. So obviously I think the first impact would be when we see each other on the actual show and see that they're talking shit behind our back, you know, amongst their friends or, you know, in the confessionals. And then obviously when there's, you know, social media that you can do it the same. I don't participate in that. If I have something to tell you, I'm going to tell you in your face. I'm not going to go on Twitter I mean, if you're my friend and I'm like talking to you, hanging out with you, I'm going to go on Twitter or on social media to say something about, you know, I either pick up the phone old school or in person and I tell you in your face. I love a good old school phone moment. Mm -hmm. Well, you do have a lot going on in your life. You know, we've seen and learned, you know, like you said, we've caught up for the eight years. Like we've learned, you know, like your late husband, Herman was gay and like, you know, your father was gay. Well, he was bisexual. I want to, I want to say that they're bisexual. Bisexual. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I mean, that's what their history shows that they were bisexual, and I do believe in bisexuality. So, yeah, I like both, to say bisexual. Both Her- Herman and your father. Yeah, well, okay. that's why I'm here. That is how you are here. Is there, did you, like, what was the conscious decision? Like, did you, is it ever, like, was that, like, a big decision for you to, like, to share that? You know, like, talk to me about that thought process. Did you go through any, like, maybe I shouldn't bring this up? Yeah, no, you know what? I like, I, you know, told a lot of my friends that know me and stuff. Like, so I'm in my 50s um, at a different stage in my life. You know, when I started the show, I was not that I was a different person because I've always been the same person. But, you know, I get it. You know, sometimes people judge and they're like, oh, but why would you say that now? Or like, why would you do that now? You know what? You don't know. It's like something internally that happens to you. And, you know, like I said, my 50s were very enlightening time in my life um you know I lost my dad when he was 52 years old so when I turned 52 years old I couldn't even celebrate it all I can think about was my dad like my dad like he had such a short life 
you know, I value my life so much more now in my fifties than I did when I was in my twenties and my thirties. Like I took it for granted. It was like, you know, I, I thought I was never going to get old. I thought I was never going to age. I thought it was different. It's not even like explainable because it's a feeling within yourself. The forties were kind of like, it was still figuring it out, but I still wasn't, you know, mature enough, like emotionally and just had the wisdom that I have today, but my fifties, and it wasn't even turning 50. Because at 50, I was still like, eh, no, it was like 52 it was such an important year in my life because on my birthday, I did not want to celebrate it. And all like, and I didn't, by the way. And all I can think about was my dad and said, my God, my dad, I lost my dad when he was my age. Like he didn't get to live the life that, you know, he should have had. I was like, you know, I didn't have my dad. He didn't, you know, I thought about my children, you know, how could Peter and Frankie, like, what, it was such a strange year for me. So because of that, I did so much growing, like spiritually, I, you know, I started re- writing a book after Frankie's accident and that was very healing for me. It was very therapeutic and you know, just started like opening up, you know, just saying things, you know, that I would have never said, you know, to people and kind of just like accepting them and saying, you know what, I am the woman that I am today because of all these life experiences, you know, that I've gone through. Okay, so now I'm a public person. So, you know, my lessons are public, you know, and my family's lessons are public. And that's the only difference. But because there's many women that go through a lot of the things that I've gone through. And it's not what you've gone through. It's how you react from it, how you get up, how you continue to live your, your life. And, you know, I think that that's what I've been very fortunate about because I've been able to do that. You know, I've been able to no matter what obstacle or challenge or adversity I've had in my life, I've been able to move forward and not really focus on the past. And I think like you say, like when we're young, you know, like when you're 19 or 22, you think like, oh, 52, it's not old, but you, you, you think it's oh, old. Yeah. I thought my dad was an old man. Yeah. And then I turned 52 and I was like, oh my God. And I look at his pictures and he looked beautiful too. He didn't even have a wrinkle and there was no Botox back then. I was like, my dad looked really, really good. Right. And, you know, and I just like, I started living different, David, from that day. I mean, differently, completely different. And as a matter of fact, I never really loved my birthday. And now I love my birthday. I'm turning 55 and I'm going to celebrate the shit out of it because you know what? It is a big celebration because we take our, you know, our life for granted and we're not promised that we're going to be here tomorrow. So, you know, I have a lot of great friends and family and I plan on celebrating my birthday and like I said, my 50s, you know, I'm not, I don't want to apologize for anything. I love who I am. I love my life. I'm grateful. You know, I don't think about, you know, the not so nice things that have happened in my life because I don't even like to say the tragedies because, you know, I accepted them. And there's a reason for it. You know, we may not know like, when it happens when we're going through them, but time will prove to you that there was a reason. Well, that's good. You have no regrets. Like you don't regret anything from the show or anything. I have no regrets. Um, I don't have any regrets about anything in my life because I feel like if you do have that regret, that will. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. She wants to be, she wants to be part of the show. Sorry. She wants to be part of the show or he. Yes. (laughs) So no regrets. No regrets. For nobody, because you, and like I said, there shouldn't be regrets. It might be something you don't like, but don't regret it. Just like learn from it and say, you know what? Understand it, accept it and say, there had to be a reason why. And don't regret it. Because I feel like people that are caught with that, oh my God, I regretted this. You know what I regret? What I haven't done. That's what I regret. You know, like I always said, if I would have like a yacht one day, I was going to call it, I should have. Because it's always like, oh, I should have done this. That's what you should regret. What you, what you didn't do, not what you've done. Well, one thing that you don't need to regret and one thing that you did is you met Herman's ex-lover. We didn't see it on TV, but I know you met him in real life. Was that like cathartic for you? Like, do you feel like, did you get closure from that? I did. You know, I feel like when I spoke, you know, to his partner, to his boyfriend, whatever you want to call him, um, I was ready to do that. As a matter of fact, when I found out about after Herman passed away and I found out about this individual, my reaction was always to want to meet him and to want to speak to him. And I wanted answers since, you know, he was the person that he was with, obviously. So I wanted to know more. But, you know, all my friends and family advised me not to do it because I was at a very vulnerable time in my life. 
and, you know, I was grieving and I had different emotions and which was true. And, you know, I still had, you know, angry, depressed, all these different kinds of emotions. So it wasn't the time to do it, but those were always my intentions. And, you know, I thought, and I was asking people, do you think I'm weird that I want to do that? I mean, is it, and they're like, yes. Um, but I never thought that, you know, so I said, you know what, the time will come when I'm ready to do this. And I am the kind of person, you know, that, that I can take it. You know, I feel like someone, women would say, well, I can't, I couldn't because, you know, I, I can't take it and I can't hear those things. You know what? I can't. And that's why I did it. I knew it was going to be something that was going to be positive for me. And, and, you know, and, and I thought that it was going to be something that was positive for him because I felt like he had something to tell me too, because, you know, he knew about me too. So it's kind of like he, he wanted to have this conversation with me as much as I wanted to have it with him. I think it was important for both of us. Um, probably more important for me. And I feel like, you know, five years later, I was ready to have that conversation with him. And I did have closure. He did tell me a lot of things I needed to hear. And it was a beautiful moment. It really was. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloudco slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Look what's going on in the world today. There's so much to be anxious about. COVID, watching the news. Uh, Kathy Hilton and Lisa Ritter are now feuding. What doesn't make you nervous? <laughs> Everything seems to make me nervous. And that's why you guys need to check out Relief Band. Relief Band effectively prevents anxiety-induced nausea and vomiting. and also helps with motion sickness, migraines, hangovers, hello, morning sickness, even chemotherapy. I have severe motion sickness, so I have to tell you, this is a lifesaver. Relief Band makes a great gift, or for yourself, any time of the year. Right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. That's the best offer you'll find for Relief Band anywhere, but you have to use my code. So head to R E L I E F B A N D dot com and use promo code velvet for 20% off plus free shipping. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with keeping my teeth white, white as white, white as possible. Listen, I've tried a lot of other things and it's not just that, that they didn't work. I wasn't really sure that the products were so safe. Well, listen, now I've discovered Lumino. Lumino products make me feel healthier, safer, and happier about my smile because my teeth are white. But listen, Lumino isn't just for teeth whitening. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and of course, teeth whitening. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients such as sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten my smile. Everything they make is certified non-toxic. That's what I love. No harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of their products. Also, as far as the teeth whitening, it only takes 30 minutes, which is great. 
and it brightens your smile with no sensitivity. You don't get those little zingers you're used to with other products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. Anyone who knows me knows that I get bored so very easily, and that extends to every aspect of my life, including my workouts. I find the best way to stay motivated is to have variety in my workouts, and that's why I love Peloton. The variety really does help keep me motivated. You can do a bike workout, then you can do yoga, meditation, dance cardio. I'm actually really good at dance cardio, guys, if you can believe that. And there's a whole new artist series class where you can listen to music from one single artist. I choose Madonna more times than not, but you can also do a theme like pop or rock, hip hop, EDM. Peloton has everything. And Peloton has a workout for every day, every schedule. You can de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength or 20 minutes of cardio or a 15 minute total body class before work or after work. It's great. Listen, visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's onepeloton.com to learn more. We have tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives, wellness, finances, careers. Why should fertility be any different? What if I told you you can get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving home? Modern fertility is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for the next steps. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash velvet. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds of thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash velvet modernfertility.com slash velvet i have to tell you about a new nutritional product that i started using called athletic greens now i started taking athletic greens because i wanted better gut health i wanted more energy and i wanted to optimize immune system well let me tell you what i love best about athletic greens is it's easy i personally don't have didn't have and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated to use. So here's the thing, athletic greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about athletic greens, it actually tastes great and it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMO. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash velvet. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I know we have a lot of fun here and talk about reality TV and all the drama, but at the end of the day, listen, what really matters in our lives is our relationships, especially those with significant others. In times like this more than ever, having someone you can trust and talk to is so important, but even the best relationships hit bumps in the road. That's why I find Talkspace so important. Talkspace therapy gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist so you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner you can be. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I am not good at relationships. In Talkspace, listen, whether you're married for years or re-entering the dating scene or just trying to get comfortable with being single, talking to a therapist can really help. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off Talkspace.com, promo code VELVET. You guys know that staying youthful is very important to me. And that's why NAD plus supplementation is an important part of my health routine. 
Basis by Elysium Health is the most trusted source of NAD supplementation. Their product basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40%. As I age, which I'm not happy about, this is so important to me. Did you know that NAD is found in every single cell of your body and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions, but the body doesn't have an endless supply and the levels decline as you age. Now that I take basis, I have to tell you guys, I've experienced less fatigue and more satisfying workouts. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Elysium Health has dozens of the world's best scientists working with them and eight are Nobel Prize winners. And here's a special offer for my listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash velvet and enter code velvet at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. From Wondery, even the rich pulls back the curtain on the lives of the rich and famous and takes a peek into the wild world of celebrity. In an all-new season, hosts Brooke and Arisha are telling the story of, wait for it, Janet Jackson. Oh my God, right? She was so freaking huge at the peak of her career. She was on top of the world, but in a fateful split-second moment at the 2004 Super Bowl, Janet's life and career took a dramatic turn. From Wondery, even the rich Janet versus the Super Bowl looks back at her iconic career and the wardrobe malfunction that changed everything. They talk about her rise from kid sister and the Jackson family all the way to the fallout from Nipplegate when her breast was exposed on live TV to millions. She was torn to shred by the media, setting an unfortunate trend by the way many female celebrities in the 2000s were treated. We get into it, guys. Brooke and Arisha cover everything. And I thought I knew everything about Janet. I learned some stuff from this. Listen to Even the Rich and Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondering Plus and the Wondery app. Did he know a lot more about you? Because I mean, you know, you didn't know about him. He knew that you existed. So yes. did you, like, were you just shocked at, I mean, was he like, I know. Oh my God, and- he knew so much about me and my mom and my kids and everything. I mean, like I said, we cried, we laughed. We, you know, there was a few things there that I had to like take a deep breath, um, you know, to kind of like, you know, process what he was saying. But, you know, everything else, yeah, I was really, you know, I, I wasn't so surprised that he knew so much about us because I felt that Herman loved me and our family so much that, and he was so proud of us that he would talk about us, you know? So he did talk a lot about us to him. He just never talked about him to me, which I wish he would have because he was a beautiful man too. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, yeah, I don't blame him falling in love with him, really. You weren't nervous at all about meeting up with him? You know, I was a little nervous. The thing is that we, you know, the gay community here, a lot of people know each other. So I had some friends that knew him. So they had been seeing each other like at places. And, you know, he would always ask about me, how's Alexia doing, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, you know, here's my number, you know, in case she, you know, she ever wants to talk to me. But so I feel like we were both kind of ready. And I felt like he always thought that because, you know, he knew what kind of woman I was, that I would reach out to him. And we kind of never did because it was like some legal stuff going on. And we kind of stayed away from each other just because of that, not because we wanted to, because I think like deep inside, we wanted to be friends, you know, I wanted to talk to each other. That's good. Do you think you'll see him again? I mean, if I go to one of like the gay clubs with my friends, with my gay friends, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I would see him now, I mean, I know what he looks like. I mean, I knew this man existed. I just didn't know that he was in a relationship with, you know, my ex-husband, you know, I mean, we were separated. So like, I never really see it as cheating because, you know, we were separated at the time. I just, you know, would have wanted to know. I mean, just because, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like I would have wanted to know whether it was a girl or a guy or whatever, that he was like seeing somebody and that he was really like involved with this person. Totally. What about like you mentioned social media, like in all, everyone has a comment about everyone. I mean, that's the world we live in now. What do you say to like all these people online? You know, there's a lot of people that are loving this. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm one, I mean, I'm a gay man, but what do you say to the people that say, I mean, shocker, I'm a gay man, but what do you say to the people that say, you know, 
it wasn't really your, it's not really your story, you know, as far as like Herman and your father, like you're basically like outing these two people. Right. Well, I think we live in a society like that. You know, we, we still live in a society no matter how open we are and how all this awareness, because that's, you know, usually that's where you want to like share all these stories because there has to be more awareness and openness and people would be more open, you know, with their hearts and with their minds, then we wouldn't live in this world that we do. You know, obviously everybody's gonna have an opinion, everybody's gonna have something to say, but it is my story because all these things affected me. So it is my story. Unfortunately, he's no longer here to say his story. He would have never said his story. You know, as far as the sexuality, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's, that's not Herman's only story. I mean, he was a very successful man. He was very powerful. He was, you know, a, you know, philanthropic. He was a great man. And we all know that. But at the same time, I had to say my story because A, it was always rumors. The girls brought it up in season three. It didn't really happen like that, but it, it was rumored. And B, after he passed away, when the person's no longer here, everybody starts talking. So yes, maybe all of America or Europe or wherever they're streaming, whoever's watching it and, and you know, in Saudi Arabia, maybe, but maybe they didn't know. But in my community and in the Cuban American community here in Miami, a lot of people knew, you know, and it's still a taboo. You know, people want to act like, oh, it's so cool. Oh, we're so open. We're that. And they're all a bunch of liars. I am not like, I really feel that in my heart and the people that really know me know that I'm super open to that. And that should never determine anything. And I really feel that like in my heart. So that's why I feel like since I went through that with Herman and, you know, I've always had so many gay friends and been so involved, you know, secretly because not that I was ashamed, but I was like, oh my God, maybe they think it's because of that. So I kind of like kept things separate, but my heart has always been that. I've always wanted to be an advocate and I've always wanted to like, you know, help in any way. And with that being said, when I was being honored at the Winwood Pride, it made me think of my dad. I mean, it made me think of my dad. So it's like, this is reality TV. You don't know what you're going to say, how you're going to act. Just like that moment that you saw between Peter and Todd. It's like, it's like the camera's there and you don't even know. You know, I've never done anything for the camera, unlike other girls. <clears throat> we can talk about that after. So I've never had to do anything for the camera. So it is my story, you know, and I feel like people should be more open and more sensitive and compassionate about when people are being real and opening things up that is actually helping themselves because I feel like that it was very therapeutic and healing for me. Once you say things, it's kind of like, wow, like you can take, like I can breathe now and you know what? And now I'm proud of it. You know, I'm not ashamed. You know, I grew up being ashamed or you know, or my family protecting me from knowing that my father had, you know, was bisexual because they thought it was a bad thing. Because if they thought it was a good thing, why didn't they tell me? Why didn't they tell me? You just said, listen, you know, just explain it. You know what? Because my dad was a great dad. He spent all his life fighting for us. He was discriminated against because of his sexuality, you know, as far as like custody went and all that. So why, you know, so, that's why I'm not, um, you know what, I'm not going to be quiet about it anymore. And if I can help, you know, any, any man or woman that's going through something like this, I will. And, you know, the world just needs to be more sensitive and more open about this. I mean, it's just like, it's just mind boggling to me, honestly. It's time. Well, before we move on to the other girls and doing things for the camera, mm-hmm. do you think, you think that Herman like never would have, like, if you guys were still married now, like you think he still would have not come out? Herman would have never come out. And this was a question that I had to his lover. And because that was one of the questions that I needed to know, because, you know, I, you know, he knew I cared and loved friends so much. And, and that I was so open that all my friends were gay. And he would tell this guy that he was like, I know Alexia is so cool. And she's, you know, he goes, but, you know, I, he's like, I don't want to disrespect, disrespect her. That was what he said. And I said, but he's disrespecting me, kind of like not telling me, not that he's living a double life because, you know, we were separated, but, you know, I want him to trust, him. like, I wanted him to know that it was okay. Like, I got you. Like, you know, I still admire, respect, and love you. This is never going to change our relationship. And I never had the moment to do that. You know what I mean? And I was like, 
I, I just felt, I, I just feel like I wish I would have had that moment because I know he thinks he was like all alone, right? And like with nobody's support. So I'm just, you know, unhappy about that. But I got to have that moment with his boyfriend. And he said he would have never told you because he respected you too much. I said, but why? That's not like, I, you see, like the boyfriend's telling me that. Like they think that that's disrespectful. I, wow. you know, we didn't really like, you know, elaborate on that. But he's like, he would have never told you. Wow. So, and I feel like not only me, but, you know, I feel like, you know, some people didn't know and it's like small group and, you know, they supported him, but, you know, they just thought that they, they shouldn't tell me like the woman. It's just, again, I think it's might, might be like a cultural thing or like, you know, he's a young guy, but Herman, you know, was older and it's kind of like, okay, that happened. We, found, we never talk about that again. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like, happened to me with my dad I'm like why like that's not a bad thing like you know what I mean that's that's what we, what needs to change you know putting those two things in a sentence like it's a bad thing no it's not it's it's a great thing and it's a beautiful thing as long as that's what you want and you love it and there's you know I mean love has no age love has no sex love has like no rules you know so I, I'm happy that he was happy and he got Herman got to live what he wanted to live and have that experience and fall in love with a man. And I'm totally good with it. That's good. Last question about this. Well, then to your point, if he never would have come out and told you, you know, look, we're in a different, like we talked about, we're like, we're in a different situation with housewives. Now, you know, you look at like Jen Shaw, I mean, allegedly did all these things and Erica and Tom Girardi and what happened to Teresa, you know, like how would he have handled then you being approached to be back on the show now I have thought about that, David. I have thought about that very much. And, you know, I feel like if he wouldn't have passed away when he did, this shit was going to hit the fan soon because he was like very involved with this individual. And in the beginning, I didn't know. You know, I just thought like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. You know, as, as after we got separated, I said, yo, he's going out. He's having fun. You know how guys are, you know, and they have some drinks and they're probably like, they're all having like a big orgy, like guys and girls and the whole thing. You know, and I pictured all that kind of stuff, but what I didn't know was all this information that I got after he passed away where he was in a real relationship with a man. So I'm very much in love. So I feel like if he wouldn't have passed away within a couple of months, not the entire world, like by being me on the show and sharing this, but a lot of people would have found out and then maybe he would have become more comfortable. And, you know, so I would have eventually, it would have come back to me. And you know how these shows are. If you don't say your story and your narrative, somebody else will. So I would have maybe, you know, agreed to be on the show. I would have stayed quiet. But then somebody, look what Adriana said in the middle of the sushi dinner, which she had heard at the funeral. So it's like, you can't control. I can control what comes out of my mouth, but I can't control what's going to come out of yours. So, you know, I, it's just, I'm happy that I got to, for me to share it, you know, the way that it really is, the way that I really feel it, the way that I really wanted it, because it wasn't to like bad mouth him, you know, or to like make this, you know, fun of this or anything like that. But it was in a way that it was, it came from love and it, and it came from a good place. And otherwise, if you think you would have still done the show, obviously now, and like, you wouldn't have said it, but maybe someone else would have. Oh, I'm sure. You know, the girls I'm on the show with, of course, they would have brought that up. You know, they all would have wanted their moment. And you know what? That would have been ugly and nasty because I feel like when they come at you like that, you need to defend yourself. So they get a different side of the story. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that I was able to talk about it, like I said. And, you know, the, the truth is that when you're in a reality show like that, you, you have to. How can I not talk about this? First of all, it was already kind of entertained in season three. And I got away with it. And at that point, I really had no information. You know what I mean? There were rumors, but a rumor is a rumor and a fact is a fact. So it's like, you know, there was a rumor. And like I said, I've even talked about it before. And you'll like see in the reunion, I talk a, lot of, a little bit more about it. So you'll have to watch the reunion, you know, as far as, far as how much I knew. But, um, you know, the truth is that it was inevitable. Like I needed to speak about this and it's something that, that was, you know, important to me. So that's why I shared it. That's great. Well, I do know how women could be on these shows, as you say, 
we have some familiar faces back with you. Larsa's back, Adriana, Marisol, Lisa. What's the best thing about having Marisol as your BFF? Oh my God, it's been great. I have so much fun with her. It's like we're always laughing. Thank God, she's like my, my comedy. I'm the one that brings in like all the tragedy and she makes fun of it, which is kind of, you know, it, I need that, you know, sometimes you have to laugh about things. But it's been really good because, you know, we've become such great friends like throughout the years. So she knows me very well. I know her very well. And, you know, we talk about everything and laugh about everything. So it's been it's been really good. We're like the dynamic duo. Are you shocked? Because I know there was a lot of fans who were shocked, you know, like after you guys were all done filming the season that like Marisol and Adriana are like friends of and not technically housewives. Yeah, I mean, again, like with these shows, you never really know, right? Like what's, you know, we're not producers, so we don't know exactly, you know, what they're looking for. But, you know, I thought that they, you know, both were great. I mean, you know, they've been part of this for so many years. You know, we have like a real friendship after like all these years. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't shocked, though. I, honestly, I mean, I would have wanted them to be housewives. But I think that even the term today has changed so much. You know, sometimes it's really not about being a housewife or a friend. It's like how much presence and what kind of an impact you make on the audience. And I feel that even though Marisol and Adriana weren't holding the mojito, they had a huge impact, you know, on, on the show and on the group and on all these other women. And that you got to see them a lot. I mean, that's a good point. Sometimes the friends of have more going on and more screen time and more of an impact than housewives. Yeah. Who do you think has kind of done more in their role, Marisol or Adriana? Well, I mean, I think they both have done a lot in the role, but I prefer Marisol's style. You know what I mean? I, I'm more like, if, if you were to tell me, like, if you had to pick Marisol or Adriana as a friend to be on your show, who would you be more friends with? That's how I really think, like, in my real life, because, like, I, I've always said, like, the show revolves around my life. You know, my life doesn't revolve around the show. I don't do anything for the show. Like, this is it. This is, like, my real life, right? So I, again, they're both in my real life because I'm friends with Adriana for many, many years and Marisol the same, but there's a reason why I'm friendlier with Marisol than with, with, than with Adriana. So if you were to ask me like, who would I pick? It would definitely be Marisol. What about who has shocked you the most out of the people, you know, you worked with in the past, like Larsa, Adriana, Lisa, out of, yeah, out of the people you've worked in the past but shocked me with the season. Yeah, like, you know, either it could be good or bad, just in terms of like. Right. Well, I'm like, I always kept in touch with Larsa and I always believed that the show would come back, that she would be great. Um, so, you know, lucky for us, or for me, because I actually like her, that, you know, eight years later, she's back coming with us. And I feel like the fans, not me, because like I said, I knew her from before and I, I know her very well. Um, I feel like the fans are like pleasantly surprised by her because they had like this image of Larsa Pippen as Scotty's wife and, you know, Kim's friend and like the whole social media thing. And now you're seeing another side to her, which I always knew and I adored that side to her because I know her very well. So I thought that that was like great. You know, I, I really like that. I, I like that the fans got to see who she really is. And yes, she also has that world, but there's other like, you know, components of Larsa, not just that what you knew. So I wasn't shocked, but I'm sure a lot of fans are, are shocked, you know, the viewers. And, um, you know, I knew she was a great mom. I knew she had been a great wife. You know, it's, it's hard being her too. Like none of, you know, other women don't get it, but she was married to like, you know, a badass basketball player for many years when nobody was doing that, you know, and she had a marriage for many, many years. So there's a lot of things about her that I knew that the audience was going to love. So I was excited about that. Um, Lisa, I know very well. So, you know, like none of them really shocked me because I've been friends with them for so many years. So like, I know Lisa very well. I know Larsa, Adriana, Lisa, you know, the new one, Adriana, Marisol. The ones that I didn't know as well were the new ones. Who do you think, who do you think fits into the group the best out of the three new ones? You know, I feel like they fit in the three of them in different ways. You know, they all have like something that kind of like, they can blend into the group um, in different ways. So I feel like the three of them have, have fit in in different ways, like I said. 
That makes sense. What about, you know, Adriana, you know, speaking of Kim, Adriana seems to be obsessed with Larsa's past with the Kardashians. Oh my God, she's obsessed. That's the word, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, let it go. Like, why, like, I, I don't get it myself. And like I said, I really like Adriana, but like, she doesn't know when to stop. It's like, and nobody cares. Like, nobody is even believing, like, who cares about Kanye's penis? Like, we don't care. We care, like, you should be concerned about the penis that you're, you know, in, you know, paying that you're taking care of, but not about some random guy's penis. Like, I don't get it. Do you think she's jealous of this connection with the Kardashians? You know, I don't know. Like, you know, John is like a mystery sometimes. I wish I knew more about her because she's like an amazing woman also. And like, and I love, and I love her, but you know, she does that, you know, she, she likes to do that. You know, I, I'm used to it. So I'm like, but you know, sometimes she could be a little inappropriate, you know, and I feel that, you know, I, I'm okay with it because I know her and I know she means well. But, you know, sometimes her delivery is like that and she doesn't get an answer. She keeps on, she keeps on. And sometimes you need to respect because that's part of like, you know, adulthood and like friendships. And, you know, I feel that Larsa handled herself very well when she said, Ajana, please, I do not want to talk about that. And, you know, I feel like real friends do that. Like if there's something that Marisol can say to me and I'm not ready to listen to it or I'm just not having it that day, I'll be like, Marisol, I don't want to talk about that. Right. And that's what real friends do. And, you know, I think that Adriana didn't, you know, reciprocate and didn't say, you know what, Larsa, you're right. And she continues, you know what I mean? Which is the thing with her, like, you know, and that's sometimes what I don't like, you know, I like to like hash it out, whatever it is, you know, say it to each other and that's it, but get over it and move forward. We're not going to be keep on talking about the same thing, especially if it's something stupid, you know, and I find it's always something stupid when it comes to her. And it's the number one, one of the number one reality shows of all time that's been on forever and ever. I mean, it's not a bad thing to have a past that's a friendship with one of, with Kim Kardashian. Right. You know, and if she did, I mean, there's a reason why she did, you know, and again, you know, not, you don't have to like, you know, say everything about everything, you know, I get it, but it's just like, if she was really so interested in that, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. You know, it really didn't. What about when like Marisol and Nicole are getting into it and, you know, Marisol saying, you know, Nicole called Larsal Hooker. Like, you know, to me, it's like Marisol is like you. She's an OG. Like, is this even a fair fight? Like we have a newbie here trying to, I mean. Well, I think Nicole defended herself very well. Um, and I, the only part I didn't like about was the fact that she tried to throw me under the bus by saying that, that I had said that about Marisol. So she was trying to be slick and kind of like deflect her situation and her conversation and what she had said about Larsa and Lisa and try to turn it into a fight between Marisol and I. But no, 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 Marisol and I are like real friends and we have an unbreakable bond. So that was never going to happen. And I feel like all the other ladies like were in such shock that this was like going down that nobody really like, participated in that so I feel like Nicole did like a good job defending herself and you know Larsa was very upset and very pissed because you know I feel like a lot of people have attacked Larsa like the, the entire season not that not that just like in general you know what I mean like you say Twitter or, or you know social media you know just because she is who, you know who she is so you know I feel like Larsa was just pissed and she she fought back and you know she said some things that Nicole didn't like and some comments and, you know, but just because she was mad. What about the fact is, you know, there is this buzz now around Miami, you know, that they're like, you know, looking and looking for girls in Miami and like casting and like, you know, you hear, I mean, you guys have like a full house now as far as the numbers and you hear that they're looking. Do you think they're getting rid of someone? No, I feel like it's something that all the housewife shows do, you know, after they wrap up the season, they like start casting just like automatically. I, you know, I've heard that that's what they do. Like, you know, in the past couple of years, obviously when we did it season one, things were a lot different, but you know what? It doesn't make me nervous because I know I'm coming back. And, um, and you know what, if there's any woman out there that, you know, that thinks that she would like to be part of the group and, you know, she can, you know, add to it and be great, you know, more power to the show. You know, this is not, isn't only like a one lady show. Like this is like, 
you know, a group and, you know, we really need like, you know, everybody's participation, but I feel like they're all coming back. I feel like, you know, the audience is already connected, you know, you know, after eight years, you know, back with the OGs. So I'm sure we're all, you know, kind of come back. And then the new ones too, they were a good addition as well. So I don't see why they would get rid of any of us. Well, before we wrap up in a minute, what if you have, what if they are going to hire someone new? And I agree, you are coming back. So it ain't going to be you. Who, who do you think is the one who's going to go? Ooh. Well, what I would like to see is for Marisol and Adriana to become housewives, right? So if they become housewives, then whoever is starting new can be the friends. You know, I wanted to have like the housewife qualities and be a potential housewife, but not this season. This season, I would like for Marisol and Adriana to get their mojito. I would like that too. And before we go, you know, now we have girls trip. We have a second girls trip coming up. You know, let's get some Miami girls in a future girls trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Marisol and I would have so much fun at one of those girls trips. I don't know if I can leave Todd for how long? For like a month or two? No. I think it's only like a week or a month. It's it's a short period of time, Alexia. Oh, okay. So then I'll do it. I'll do it. As we go, Frankie, how does he like being back on TV? He loves it. He was having a lot of fun while we were filming. I mean, I'm always with him. So it was like every, you know, a lot of my scenes were with him just because, you know, we're always um, together. Um, Now I've hired him a shadow. So he's back like with the shadow and I'm so happy. Thank you, God. I prayed so much to find like somebody that could, that can help me do the things that I can't do. So, um, you know, I've seen just the progress in the last month that he's been with him. So you'll see a lot more of him. Like he loves, you know, we're at the beauty bar. So hopefully, you know, we'll, you know, film more there. It's a lot of fun there for us. And um, he liked being on the show. Todd's just getting used to it. You know, the, the husband's the first time. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. But he's getting used to his position. He is. He is. I mean, it, it's hard. You know, it's hard for the husbands. It's hard for the family. You know, at the end, you know, it's, it all comes together and it's a happy, you know, good experience. But when you're new at this, just like, you know, but like anything in life, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, adapting to it. I agree. And finally, I know that, you know, Peter's charges are now dropped and that's all gone away. So like as a mother, how great is that? And I mean, how relieved are you? And I mean, did you do anything to just celebrate or just move on from such a event i mean i always knew you know i mean unfortunately you know we were charged by the people's court so you know we're always guilty to proven innocent so you know what hurt me the most was the fact that i had to listen you know to all that kind of stuff and thank god i'm so good at that david and all the other girls can tell you and todd i don't read the comments i post a picture i don't even like look back how many likes I don't care you know what you don't know me you don't know my family so I've grown thick skin and even before I did the show I've always been like that and you can see by the choices I've made in my life that I've never given a shit and now I give even less right so I've always had my beliefs and 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 I think that that's what's helped me so I really don't care what people have to say because nobody knows my life and yes of course you know I was happy and grateful you know I know that Peter's a kind loving human being and I'm very proud to be his mother. But when you have the opposite, you know, it, it's hard to go through it. So, you know, I'm relieved at the fact that it's, you know, behind us and that justice, you know, was, was served how, how they had to. And, and that's it. You know, you live and you learn. You do. Well, listen, thank you for being so open and honest here. It seems like you are at a great place in your life i've thoroughly enjoyed watching you this season you are coming back i cannot wait for season five mm-hmm. and you'll have to come back next season when it's back yes. where where can everyone find you online that doesn't already follow you yes um instagram well, right instagram just alexia napola uh alexia frankie's beauty bar and um i'm writing my book so you'll have a copy every the whole world will know about it when it's done my memoir i can't wait and- and that's it but only reach out to me if you have beautiful positive things to say i'm not interested in the other stuff life is too short all the love and support because the truth is that i always get a lot of love and support and i i've always said that that's the best part about doing the show 
all the beautiful fans that I get to meet and families and people at the beauty bar. I see meet so many people that just come in there to say something nice to me. Like you're a great mom. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're inspiring. And that's really what makes me go. I have always said that's the best part about doing the show and about having this platform. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you're busy next season. Keep in touch and we'll do this again. No, I always wanted to talk with you, right? We've been trying to do this. We try to do it in person in New York during the pandemic. We try to do it when you're just here for Watch What Happens Live. So I'm happy we finally got to this. I really appreciate this and I had fun and like, we'll do this again. You're awesome. We'll do it again. You're amazing. Thanks so much, Alexia. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.